Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. <laughs> Chris Middleton goes for 40. Devin Booker was a 42. You got the Devin Booker game we were looking for. See? But. Think about it. He got the play. 40. Yeah, I'd said. He, he got 42. He, and he, he was. He played great. Now, on, a, on the Suns' perspective of things, as we were talking about the Bucks earlier and the Giannis, the great block on Giannis. Again, if you could think of, like, like the feeling, of course, prison of the moment. Oh, the greatest block we'll see in NBA Finals history. And it's like, wait, 2016 LeBron, that chase down led to a game-winning shot, game, went to a championship. And that's – what are you doing? <laughs> I am trying to host the show here. And you're – are you singing – what were you singing, the Beatles? Whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is that the Beatles? Yeah. Okay. She Loves You, Yeah, 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 was yeah, a pretty yeah, famous song. Same thing as the monkeys. It's not the same thing as the monkeys. Okay. No. No, the monkeys was a was a sitcom based on the Beatles experience. I just know the, bad the Beatles hair, only just bad, happened to be one of bad, the greatest He He Man haircuts bands in the history of music. They had He Man haircuts, little skinny ties. Well, that was the look then. And they all the looked the same hair. to me. That's all. But you, see, that's well, this is later Beatles. The monkeys didn't do stuff like this because this was a little. I mean, it's the same thing. They were, man. they were, uh, they were, you know, <laughs> they were trying out some stuff. <laughs> uh, people say they. I they, know people hate. They me. wouldn't be able to compete in the Olympics. The Beatles at this point in their careers. Beatles, yeah. A lot of experimentation happening after those early years. That was years that era, though. Yeah, right? of course. I mean, yeah, just having a little fun in life. But, but just, just if I could, how dare you compare the Beatles to the Monkees? I know one thing: the Monkees had a TV show. Yeah, they had a TV show. So I what? ain't never seen the, the Beatles, Beatles. Had a movie. They had a cartoon too. The Beatles had a movie. A Hard Day's Night. You should watch it. I'm not. I'm, same thing, though. It's the, the same thing. It's man. not the same okay. thing. You just right. you're really gonna upset some people. I don't give a damn. Well, I know you don't. But I do. It bothers me. I'm not I can upset people. I can upset people with that. a lot of stuff. Well, you just upset people <laughs> by saying that Giannis's block in the game last night was actually not that big of a play, and in fact, his block from game one was a better play. And you're better saying, block. You're saying that the block by Giannis was more that Aiton couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, his his his. <laughs> you his want to really upset ath- some people? His athletic you take a play ability like that is great. And ruin it. You just ruined it. Am I lying though? If he catches, we just had Gabe on. Yep. If he catches that ball in the palm of his hands, opposed to fading away from uh-huh. it, it may be a different play. Athletically, Giannis did everything just great. He was able to slide. He's looking at Booker. He was able to turn, get back, use his athleticism, elevate at the highest level. But there's always a but. Always. Aiden is touching the ball with his fingertips. He doesn't have an opportunity to catch and stuff. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I ain't saying it's a. I ain't saying it's a bad play. It's a good basketball play. His but dunk in his his block in game one, chase down, and LeBron's block chase down in 2015, 2016, right? 16 is just better to me. That's all. They're well, LeBron just again. Better for those who want to argue it. It's a great play by Giannis. I agree with you on that point. It's a great play by Giannis, but to say it's the best, and I know Pat Connaughton said this, and he'll hit me up, be a little biased. He does play for the Bucks, but to say that it's the best block, best play, whatever you want to call it in final history is, is absurd. What is he going to say? And I'll tell you what, if, if I'm LeBron and I'm in the midst of trying to you know, promote Space Jam 2 and he's really not talking a lot, we don't see him tweeting much about the finals. We don't see him tweeting much about anything other than, of course, his movie. Hey, man. The last thing he wants LeBron is had, that to become the play look, that look, overshadows look, his play. LeBron chased it down, right? Yeah. Goes and gets the block. 
If he continues to push forward, he hits his head, his face on the backboard. He had to lean back. He did have to lean back. Not to hit his face. Yeah, he he almost right. He he's he's going to his bust face. his nose <laughs> yes. on the on the backboard. We're showing that on ESPN two. So right instead, now. he leaned back. Mm-hmm. So all that is athletic to me. The mindset to be able to chase it down, go get it. The present of mind to know. Well, I don't want to mess up this gorgeous face. Let me lean back as I block this shot. <laughs> All that at the split second. Oh, man. To me, that stuff, I look at that, I'm like, damn. Because I've seen people hit their head on the backboard, you know, when they go up and get it. I know somebody that did that once. It hurts. It hurts. Trust me. Uh, from experience. But then that play also led to a three-point. was three that, eight-foot rim? Stop it. <laughs> I didn't say I hit my head on the rim. The, uh, the, the, the cha- the, that leads to, though, the Kyrie shot, which yes. is the game winner. And it's a game seven, so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it above the LeBron block, but it's still a great play. Momentum change or all that. that. Yeah, that that changed a lot of things too. But what also changed things for the Suns is that Chris Paul hasn't been Chris Paul since game one. Chris or Paul, two. Or two. Uh, two, he was it's second half of two. Yeah, yeah, second half of two, he was good. But he's got 15 turnovers now in the last three games. Had five again last night. Turnover was a big issue for the for the Suns as they had um, 17 of them, and Chris Paul had five of them. And Chris Paul, you know, clearly. We, we heard this going into the series that he has ligament damage, some like partially torn ligaments in his shooting hand, his right hand. Now, is that affecting him? Is that affecting the he way he can handle the basketball? He went for game one. I'm just asking the question. Is that affecting him? going into it. Yeah. So, if he did well in one and two. He's struggling handling the basketball, Key. One and two, we didn't have an issue for him. So, I'm not getting ready to give him the excuse that he's hurt. Okay. Maybe it's just he's out of sync right now. Maybe he's a little tired. It's a defense. Maybe the defense is doing certain things to him. It's okay to have a couple bad game stretches. Maybe it's on the road. Maybe it's just a lack of focus on the road that he gets back to Phoenix lack in game fo- he's five. He's a 16-year veteran. Lack I, of focus th- on the road? Man, sometimes, man, it don't matter how many years you play in this league. Pressure sometimes can burst a pipe depending on – where you at? Get back oh, to Phoenix. Wait. It's a different situation going, for him. Are you going back to that narrative about Chris Paul, that when he gets close to the mountaintop, something always goes wrong Not necessarily close to the mountaintop, but he – look, man, they're on the road. Yeah. Okay, yes, 16 years in the league. He's, he's played league a lot forever. of games. He's played a lot of hostile environments on yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. This one's different. Maybe he feels something different because he's so close that it, it's going to take him to get back to Phoenix to all of a sudden – Give us game one and two, second half. Get his, get his game back. Get his well, game back. Well, here's Chris Paul after the game talking about the 17 turnovers. He's the point guard, so he said, it's all on me. It was me. I had five of them. You know what I mean? It was bad decision-making. Um, timely, we down two, and I try to cross over right there, slip, turn it over. Had some bad passes in the first half. You know what I mean? They, they got you know, a significant amount uh, more shots than us. And so, you know, for me, I got to take care of the ball. We, we got 17 turnovers. We shoot the ball too well not to have those opportunities to score. And those turnovers that we're watching on ESPN2 has nothing to do with his hand. He's it has ball. more to do with him out of position and getting in a situation where he's he's doesn't have anything to do with the ball and he just throws it. It's almost like a – a, a decision that was made before he wanted to make a decision, like a panic move to a degree. That doesn't uh, that doesn't look like anything to do with a hand. Did it doesn't you look see like the somebody one? that wants to shoot the basketball. That's what it looks like to me. Where so he's in a position where it would be a move to shoot the ball, and he doesn't want to. 
I'm, I'm just I'm wondering if the it, hand is an could, issue. That's all I'm be, saying. It could it be that I'm the point guard. I want to get other people involved. <laughs> that I want to get Booker involved. Hey, it's winning time, and he had ten points. He took thirteen shots. Like I, I don't know. He had seven assists, but still the five turnovers. The way he's played. Look, Monty Williams was asked if Chris Paul is healthy. Here's his answer. He's fine. Um, you know, great players have games like that. Yes. Uh, we expect him to, to bounce back. Um, you know, he had five, uh, but we had 17, and they scored 24 points. You know what I mean? That that was pretty much the game right there. And then you double that up with the offensive rebounding. So it wasn't just Chris. Um, as a team tonight, we got to take better care of the ball. See, I tried to tell you he's fine. The coach said he's fine. He's oh, fine. Oh, what do you think? What are you going to say? The coach said he's fine. Okay. He's fine. Then there's something bigger. Then there's a bigger issue with him because he doesn't. He does. He did not look fine in the way he was throwing the ball around. Are you I, look. I don't want to take credit away from the Bucks. Maybe it's their defense. Maybe it's Drew Holiday and, and how See, tough he's playing against it. That boy he just Chris threw Paul, out of man. bounds. That had nothing to do with his hand. It had something to do with where he was at on the court, mm-hmm. anticipating somebody to be in an area. He throws the ball and they're not there. That has nothing to do with his hand. I don't buy it. Okay, it's Chris mean, Paul, man. Like, like I don't see all. And of a sudden, what, did just, Co- what, did, what, what did Coach just say? Every now and then, guys have bad games. What did I say prior to Coach? Every now and then, a guy will have a bad game. I hear you. I just watched the guy, and I said to myself, "That's not the same guy we saw." Man, y'all be panicking playoffs. Paul too much around here. What do you mean? He's like, oh, Chris Paul's his hand. It's like, no. It's, but that was let's the, see going. Let's into see the, what happens in game. Five. Going Go. into the series, they talk, it's partially torn ligaments in his hand. He gave you 32. I understand. Who's going to say that he didn't get that's a hit? G- game one. I need reasons, Key. I can't just watch a play and think, I oh, just had a bad game. I can't buy that. What was wrong? I just had what a bad game. Doesn't what? ever work for me. Well, did Booker have a bad game in game three? Well, he got locked down. That was a bad game. He got locked down. It, he got locked down. The dude went for 42 uh, two days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he figured it out. Watch film, figured it out. And now Chris Key, I'm Paul sorry, probably I can't accept watch that. film and figure it out in game five at home. I can't accept it. I can't accept it. All right, we'll take more of your calls on the duos, on the Batman and Robin stuff in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not Giannis's block was a great play or maybe just a bad catch, as Key is saying. Oh, God, And stop. do you buy, like, Chris Paul's fine, he just had a bad game, because I can't, I can't buy that at all. Also, could we see a Pro Bowl quarterback on the move to the city of brotherly love? Pat hopes so, but Key doesn't think so. We'll explain all that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Coming up this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton. As the countdown to the NFL season continues. Cam Newton, coming up this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Falling out his hand. Every time we watch the replay, <laughs> Key just keeps pointing to the fact that Aiton never really had the ball. He had it in two fingers on each hand, so he never really had full control, which made it easier for Giannis to make the play. So according to Keyshawn Johnson, it wasn't a great play. See, now, now, now you're playing radio. It, 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 I didn't say it wasn't a great play. It's a great play. It's a great play. It's not a great block. You're not going to say that, that that will be, and now I'm going media narrative, that will be the signature play of this series if the Bucks win. If the Bucks don't win, that's forgotten. Forgotten. I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. They'll hmm. find something else. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have Jay in Chicago. Because I ruined that moment by discussing the real breakdown of how Aiton was losing the ball slightly out of his fingertips, not the palm of his hands. Right, it wasn't in his hands. And Jay in Chicago agrees with you, right, Jay? Yeah, man, Key's completely right. If you look at that play, DeAndre Aiton did not have any good control of that ball to make that dunk. And if you watch the playoffs in general, Aiden's had some weak hands when it comes to trying to just catch the ball. But also, man, I'm feeling like Chris Paul is feeling the pressure. I feel like he's doing, he's done this most of his career. But I'll also say that the refs really screwed that game at the end. The ball goes off P.J. Tucker's foot. They didn't call Giannis when he didn't even completely step out of bounds to pass the ball in. Yep. And just other plays like that. And I, it's kind of disappointing that the final – in my mind, coming down to bad referee calls. Well, Last thing I'll say, though, Batman and Robin, Khalil Mack, and Roquan Smith. Thanks, guys. You got it, Jay. Roquan and Khalil will be yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Because they're the leaders of the defense. That's yeah, a, that's but you, a good you got one. It. that team's got to be Aaron good. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, yep, Von Miller, stuff. Chubb. I mean, you know. But on, on, the, uh, on the officiating real quick, I, I thought it was interesting that Booker's fifth foul, P.J. Tucker flopped. I mean, Booker's not that strong that he can knock Tucker over. Tucker was going to box out. Booker was coming in for a rebound, and they bump, and, you know, P.J. dove into the sideline like yeah, but he they gave, they was gave run him, over. They gave a makeup. They make the it up yeah, when, on, he, he, when he, he actually grabbed. fouls yeah, Drew Holiday. Absolutely. And if you're an official, and they'll never admit this, but it's like you know that P.J. won, you got duped. Right, you know, like yeah, he kind of touched him and he, he went got flopping. It's not a little so bitty. That's dude. one. It's like he makes this layup. I'm not blowing this whistle. I'll give it back to him. Yeah, but and he made was, the layup. But, so it's like, all right, but he that made the layup. was so crazy though, because it was so egregious. It was oh like, right, <laughs> yes, right. It was like yes, and then but, that would have been a sixth foul. He'd have fouled out. Yes, and do you foul him? You know, it's like, yeah, do I foul him out right now? Given the fact that he's the star in the game, that's what I mean. Forty points. <laughs> Yeah, it was all fine. that sort of stuff. If he misses the layup, you got to blow the whistle. You got to blow the whistle if he misses the layup. But he makes it, so you're like, all right, move on. No harm, no foul. Move on. Like, because you know that you kind of owe it would have been a late whistle. Really late uh, at that point. It doesn't matter. You could, you definitely could blow it there. Yeah, but it was super late. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You blow mm-hmm. whenever you want. I just feel like like when you talk about the you know the officiating part of it, it's never going to be perfect, as we know. But that that was one with the was fouls. Was it the same official, though? 
Uh, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same same guy because it's the other baseline. That's what I'm saying. So why would, be, why would it be a makeup call then? Because the, the crew knows. The crew. That You're saying the crew. Yeah, Got it. Watch okay, I thought, I, thought you was, I thought you was alluding to that particular like fish. Nobody will ever admit this, but that has to be in the back of your mind. Tom is in Milwaukee. Tom? How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Good, man. I would love for you guys to show Milwaukee Bucks some loving. You know, for the size of our franchise and for our state, you know, Milwaukee's 600,000 people, and for the Bucks to be in this stage going against a, a big good a good team, the Phoenix Suns, the refs are letting the players play. It's, it's keeping the people, fans, off their seats at home. I mean, So, guys, Tom, Tom. What 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 yeah, what do yes. we need to do more since we're not showing the bucks? Any I thought love? we just raved and, or, about or or, or <laughs> we or we when you say about, about we are Middleton? you talking about this particular show? No, or are you talking about the His network part, as a whole? Well, no, the network as a whole. You guys are doing a good job. I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about the referees and block this and that. You know, like I said, we're going to go back to Phoenix. You know, in a couple days. Phoenix is going to get some good, you know, some good shots, and, and the refs are going to make some bad calls in Wisconsin and say, hey, they're bad calls. You know, it, if you stop to think about it, the series is tied up now for it, two to two. It, it's one heck of a game, you know, and yeah. it's just, it's, hey, I just it's curious, awesome to, to see that. I, I, love, I love your enthusiasm, Tom. Just curious, when did you start tuning in this morning? About what time? Uh, right away, right around, I think it was like, 5.30 before Fox News came on. Okay. I watch, I, watch, I watch the news in the morning before I go to work. Sure. So and then when, when Fox News is on, goes on, uh, you know, uh, yeah. goes on their, yeah. their thing, I turn you guys on. And we and come of, on it. So, so, it's, so you saw us from the top of the show 6 a.m.? Or, or for you, it would be 5 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Or no, if you, so you caught a series at 5.30 a.m. your time, so that's 6. So you missed like well, our open. Well, it's 6 o'clock Central. Yeah. Yeah, so I missed your open. You missed yeah, our open where we – everything you were asking that. us to do, we did, and then we also have to take it now now from the Suns' perspective because this is a national show. So we also had uh, Gabe Neitzel on that you might know from ESPN Milwaukee. We had him on for an entire segment, and he talked about it from the Bucks' perspective and what a great game it was and what Chris Middleton means and all that stuff. Yeah. So what I ask you to do, Tom, and thanks for listening as always. Thanks for putting us on after you watch Fox News is, is uh, go to the podcast and check us out because we did do all those things you asked us to do, but we do appreciate you listening. Yeah, I just Thanks wanted so to know from Tom, like, what, yeah, what else we need I, I to do, man? I, uh, pom-poms. Like, I don't know what else. I don't know. I, we just we talked about the do. game, man. But, hey, well, again, Tom wanted to us to talk about how great the series was. And I like the fact that Tom wakes up so <clears> early to watch us, though. That's, a, that's helpful. That's why I was trying to be polite to him. Let's go to Nate in Ohio. We go back to the, uh, the, the, the Batman and Robin conversation here. Nate wants to talk about that. Go ahead, Nate. Batman. Hey, Key, what's, what's up? Happening, Nate? What's happening? What's happening, player? Hey, hey, Key, man, I've been watching you for a grip, bro, when you was at UC, U, uh, USC hey, and all man, that. Okay. But, hey, man, you guys, your show is lit, man. You Appreciate hear me? It. Thank you. A lot of people, your show is lit. They, they, they're getting used to it. It's a little bit different, but, you know, we, we want to be that's different. Why I make, that's why it's lit, because it's different. But, hey, man, Batman and Robin, I'm from Dayton, so Cincinnati 50 miles away, so I go Joe Burrow mm. and T. Hick. Yeah, that's a good one, the young young. You hope, it, you hope it becomes that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jamar Chase is there now. Yep. So, you I know, like that, Nate. Thank you. I guess you. you would be – who would it be? It would be Batman, Robin, and who was the third that would hang out with them? Was it a third oh, that was, would hang it was, out? It was, it was uh, Alfred. The butler? Yeah. yeah. That would be the coach, I would guess. 
I mean, there's, I don't know. Was it another? That girl? I mean, no. I they didn't really have like a third person. It was all villains was, after that. Yeah, it was all villains. Yeah, Alfred was the other part of that crew. Alfred was But he, that's crew. more of a coach. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get back to this conversation. But um, how about uh, this, by the way? This is becoming like this. You know, a lot of stories in the NFL become this thing where one person says it, and then you forget, and a couple weeks later somebody else says it. It's a prevailing story that's hanging around. Now Adam Schefter is saying it. Uh, Schefter was on the John Kincaid show, uh, 97.5, The Fanatic in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about Deshaun Watson and where things could end up with him eventually as everything gets figured out, where his career goes next after Houston, uh, here's Schefter saying that he thinks Philly could be involved. There's no team in the league with more draft capital than the Philadelphia Eagles. No team. And I just think that the Eagles are more equipped to make a run at Deshaun Watson than any team out there. He also, by the way, said that if you put Deshaun Watson on the Eagles, they become a Super Bowl contender right away. You see that? First of all, this is not the first time we've heard the the, – the Deshaun Watson Eagles connection. I believe Diana Rossini was one of the first to say it months ago. Uh, I... And then others have said it too. Okay, so let me start with mm-hmm. the, it, could he go to Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Absolutely he can go to Philadelphia. They, no have, they have the capital to they, make the They deal. have the capital. Does he want to go to Philadelphia? Philadelphia has a history of accepting and working with Players that have had issues in the past, most notably Michael Vick yep. under Andy Reid, but mm-hmm. under Jeff Lure, O'Leary, the, the present owner of the Eagles. So they're not afraid of public scrutiny. Right. They're not afraid of that. Right. So they've already handled that before. Mm-hmm. Um, are they Super Bowl contenders? No. They add him. It doesn't change no. what they are. They still are a ways away. You still got – you still – look, they've gotten better because they've signed people and they, they got – you know, they've gotten better. But they're not Super Bowl contenders just because you add Deshaun. This is not the Miami Dolphins. This is not the Denver Broncos. If you add him to the Denver Broncos, Kansas City better be – they got a, they got some work cut out for you. You're them. talking about Deshaun now. Yeah. The Broncos. If you like add we've been Deshaun, talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Well, Broncos. I'm just saying, yeah. if, when you talk about teams that need a quarterback that – that are Super Bowl ready, the Miami Dolphins, if they add Deshaun Watson. And they're also reportedly interested. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. If the Denver Broncos add Deshaun, wake up Kansas City. That, that's, you know, so Philly, it's like, it's cool. But you don't see it as far as, no. yeah, Shefty believes they become the, a that's contender the same right team. away. That's the same team that is in Houston. What's different? What's different about that team and the team he was running with with Houston last year? I mean, they just were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Listen to what I just said, though. I know what you're saying. Last season, when Deshaun Watson threw for whatever many yards and touchdowns and an amazing season, an MVP-type season, what's the difference between that team and this team if he was to join the Eagles today? I got you. That team is better than the Eagles are today. We shall we shall see, but obviously a lot more has to be worked out in that uh, in, in Watson's case before anything can happen. But and if I'm the meanwhile, I'm like you mentioned you Philly, mentioned the man. Chiefs and, and Mahomes. You know, Mahomes tried to clear up. Remember the thing we joked about yesterday? Mahomes saying, "What did he say? Believe it when I see it." When, when a fan yelled to him, he was talking about something. Justin else? Herbert. He said he wasn't talking about Justin Herbert. What he did was, I say? He was talking but, about like it was Raiders fans and, and what Chargers did I say? fans. I said he wasn't talking about Justin Herbert. Yeah, he was I talking said about the that. team. 
I, I knew that. I was like, he ain't talking about Justin Herbert. Yeah, he wanted to clarify that. Because so you're not you're not too. going to do that. Yeah. You're not gonna yeah, you're just I, not gonna do that. It, well, it's out of character for him to be that yeah. guy, but he said he was just messing with fans there. That's all that matters. All right, so Keyshawn. <laughs> Jay Will Zuman presented by Progressive Insurance. August join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So Adam Schefter, he thinks Swatson can up in Philly. Where, of course, will Aaron Rodgers end up with training camps opening up in just a couple of weeks? That comes up after Sports Center. Aiden hands it off to Booker, yeah. bodied by Tucker, lifts it for the rim, one shot by Giannis on the alley-oop for tip to Aiden. What a defensive play by the Greek freak with a minute 10 to go in game four. Mark Hester with the call, ESPN Radio. The Bucks beat the Suns 109-103, game four of the NBA Finals to even up that series. Two games apiece. Chris Middleton goes for a playoff career high, 40 points, outdueling Devin Booker, who went for 42 points. And the Bucks had that comeback in the fourth quarter. Middleton scored 10 straight points. Middleton and Booker, the fourth opposing players with 40-point games in finals history. In the WNBA, the All-Stars beat Team USA 93-85 at their All-Star event. It gives Team USA their first loss in an exhibition game since 2019. Arike Obum-Wale was named All-Star Game MVP with a game-high 25 points, the fourth most in an All-Star game in WNBA history. Free agent cornerback Richard Sherman facing several charges, including one on suspicion of burglary domestic violence after he was arrested at his wife's parents' residence in Redmond, Washington, early Wednesday. Redmond police said at a news conference Wednesday that Sherman also faces charges of suspicion of resisting arrest and malicious mischief. In addition, Washington State Patrol said at the news conference that his department is also ready to refer Sherman to prosecutors for possible misdemeanor DUI and hit-and-run charges related to a separate incident on Wednesday. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture the title. Goodyear, more driven. I knew you was going to botch it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key. Mike Tenenbaum joining us right now in studio. What's up, Mike? Hey, good to be with you What's guys. What's up? Good to see you. Well, Key's causing all kinds of trouble already this morning. What did I do? Well, first you start with, he said that the Beatles and the Monkees, same thing. Ooh. Yeah. Same thing. Like, you go there. He-Man haircuts. Okay, bad suits with skinny ties. <laughs> this is what we're doing. And little bitty glasses. This is what we're doing. It's the same thing. It's like Chad Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, kind of same. Well, they tend to think that when they're scouting guys. Hey, he's six foot four. You know, he has. <laughs> Why are you pointing to Mike? What did he do? Because they—that's what they do. They scout guys and they go. He reminds me so much of that guy. Hey, it's good to see you too. <laughs> I was expecting a little bit more of a welcome mat there. You know. No, you good, man. But, Everything's but been the good. other the other problem was you watched last night. They watched Game Four last night. Yeah, of course. All right. So the the Giannis block. Yeah. Which is spectacular block, right? A big play and a big moment could be a signature play of the finals. I he ruined just, it. He just points out that Aiton didn't really catch the ball, so I ruined it. I ruined <laughs> I ruined a great moment in basketball playoff history by pointing out that he didn't catch it clean. It was off his fingertips, and he's falling away. 
as the ball is he's falling away and the ball is slipping out of his hands as Giannis makes an amazing athletic play to get from the top of the key, turns around, elevates, and blocks. And everybody's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, man, the dude didn't even catch the ball clean. Yeah, but Kia, what about the fact that he didn't foul him too? No, I said the athletic yeah. play. Yeah. The athletic play by Giannis is great. All oh, that's great. They're trying to put it in the LeBron James uh, 2016 yeah. block category, and that's not true. That's not true. Now LeBron's kid. block leads to a championship, right? It's a game seven play. Right, right. right. So I, I mean, I, I agree that I wouldn't put it above that play. You can't <laughs> even put it in the same box as it. Agree. I, I don't agree. I think that's a game change. That could be a series-changing play. Yeah, here's LeBron's block. Yeah. yeah. That wins a championship, but this could be the turning point. Mike T., yes, the block could be a turning point, but it's not a clean block like LeBron's. You can't possibly sit there and say it's the same. It's not. This is what we're doing this morning, Mike. <laughs> so let's get into some, let's get into some football uh, because we just, in the previous segment, Adam Schefter was on radio in Philadelphia and he said something that it's kind of been a prevailing thing, not not a big story, but something that we've heard a couple of insiders suggest, and that is when Deshaun Watson and all that stuff gets figured out, uh, that, that one place he could end up is Philadelphia with the Eagles. Um, first and foremost, what do you think of that? Because Shefty says they have all the assets to do it, and he believes that if he does go there, they become a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I completely agree. I think – uh, Philadelphia, Carolina, even maybe Miami are teams that could be interested in Deshaun Watson. Now, there's a criminal investigation, and we have to know that there's been no resolution to that. We also have to know that there are alleged victims in the situation. So if and when he's cleared and there's a lot of hurdles to get to and we get to the football discussion, absolutely. They're saying there were three first-round picks next year, and if I'm Philadelphia – he is a great, great young player, and I would do everything within reason and probably a little bit more than that to get him. And any team he goes to, I think they become a Super Bowl contender. And I would probably list maybe six or seven teams like the Chargers, the Chiefs, if Russell Wilson stays in Seattle that shouldn't be interested in Deshaun Watson. But there should be about 26, 27 teams that should be. Mm. He's that much of a difference maker, and I would put Philly at the top of that list. See, I, I, I don't know about the contender part of it. Because the roster makeup in Philadelphia right now today is not Super Bowl contending roster. If you think about last year and what and I was telling Alan prior to you coming in here, you think about Houston's team last year. They had some players. They had some coaching issues and things of that nature, mm-hmm. but they had some players, and they were not playoff caliber. And that team was better equipped than this year's Philadelphia team with a new head coach that we know nothing about. We have no idea what he's about. And just to add him, this is not Miami, as you mentioned. This is not the Denver Broncos. Those are the type of teams that I look at that says to me, if they get a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, you might as well start to think about them as Super Bowl contenders. Not the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think Philly has some young players. And look, they just drafted Devontae Smith. We got to see how he turns out. They have to get some youth on their defensive line. The Brandon Grahams of the world are getting a little bit older. Jalen Rigger? I mean, like, come on. Yeah, he hasn't worked out so far. Now, it's mm. only been a year, but, Key, I would say this. Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, is that good. And if you look at the NFC East, he's clearly better than Fitzpatrick. We don't know about Daniel Jones yet. And him and Dak, Dak Prescott, to me, right. would be 1-1-A. One one so yeah, that's you're about right. That's a wash. Right. So, so now you're at, at least tied for the best in terms of the quarterback in the division, and that's a great place to start. So if I'm Philadelphia, 
And, and because he's so young, guys, I would give up multiple first-round picks. Can can we do this without everything solved? Can we can we do it? Even, even because we assume there's probably going to be a, a suspension at some point. We don't know yeah. how long, right. when. But can we just do it? Put it on the shelf. And use it later on? Yeah, so, Key, if you're the owner and I'm the GM, I'm going to come to you and say, you know, Mr. Laurie, look, he's probably going to be suspended. There could be civil, certainly civil settlements. We don't know about the criminal situation. This could be our quarterback for the next 10 or 12 years. He seems to be a good person who obviously made a, a very big mistake. But if all that information comes back, we should be proactive and try to get on the front end of it because, I, again, I think there would be at least 20, 22 teams if everything is cleared up with him, uh, that would be interested in him. So I would try to be aggressive, again, making sure that we're on the same page, head coach, owner. And this is a situation that's somewhat complicated. I do think he'll be suspended because if we go back a decade ago, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended and there was no uh, criminal charges. So, yeah, we we got to remember that Roger Goodell has the authority to suspend a player. That's a lower standard than a criminal standard. And let's stay in Philadelphia. Let's stay in the NFC East in general, uh, Mike. So when you look at – whether they acquired Deshaun Watson or not, the Dallas Cowboys, it's the preseason. It's getting ready to be training camp. All the hype and everything is starting to roll in into Cowboy country. Are they the front runners in the NFC East? 100%. I think they're going to compete with uh, Tampa Bay for the conference. I think they're going to go in on Thursday night on opening day and beat the Buccaneers. And here's why. When you think about Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, they missed 36 games last year. So, of course, you're getting back to be one of the top five quarterbacks in Dak Prescott, but you're getting back three difference maker, front line, offensive linemen. One's overpaid because he went to USC, their left tackle. But they have a great, they have two great receivers in C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's a really good player. And, of course, they got Zeke Elliott. So, I think that's a really hard offense to defend. See, yeah, well, we, we did kick this around yesterday, and it was he was talking about how the defense. I heard him. I'm just going to let you talk, though. <laughs> He talked about how the defense is supposed to is the area of concern for the Cowboys. You mentioned the offensive line and those those three guys. Them staying healthy to me is the biggest concern because there's a little bit of history there now with with two of them that they can't stay healthy. When you say that if you have if you power rank the concerns, I'm less concerned about the defense and more concerned about that offensive line staying healthy because we know when they are healthy, they're elite. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And if you look at the defensive side, their first five picks were on defense, started with Micah Parsons out of Penn State. And here's some irony, guys. When Dan Quinn went to the Atlanta Falcons in 2015 as the head coach, the defensive coordinator that was replaced was Mike Nolan. Now you fast forward to 2021. Last year's defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys was Mike Nolan. I'm a big believer in Dan Quinn. I think he'll have a meaningful impact on that defense. And, and guys, even if they get to middle of the pack, right. this is going to be a really hard team to beat. One of the reasons I'm not overly concerned about the offensive line staying healthy, the three offensive linemen, four offensive linemen, they don't get hurt in a single year. That just happened for whatever reason to the Dallas Cowboys. Plus, plus the quarterback of the Cowboys, that style in which Dak is, can help the offensive line because his ability to get outside the pocket, do things on the perimeter, make things a lot easier for offensive linemen. You got to think about it. Because of the egregious nature of the quarterback position the Cowboys had last year, it made that offensive line that they were playing with look god-awful. Yes. Because but, the quarterbacks were awful. Yeah. But By the way, not to jump topics, Key, I totally agree. And that's why when we go to Chicago and you hear what Matt Nagy's saying, like, Justin Fields is so much better than Andy Dalton. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, that competition should be over in five minutes because Justin Fields, 
is has so much more ability with his arm and his legs. He can make an average offensive line, which the Bears have, so much better. And I think what Andy Dalton did, and I agree, Key, he took an average offensive line. And, 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 yeah, he was a sitting duck. And, not I'll only, you, not only why, Andy, though. not only Dalton. What was the other dude's name that that? Uh, the Cowboys had in there before when Dalton got hurt. It was like another – I don't remember that quarterback's God. name. But it was a dude, though. Yeah, it was no, like yeah, the right. guy they why pulled off the practice squad or something. I can't even think of it. But I'll tell you why that they're doing this in Chicago. Because it makes them look even better if they take – he won the job. Like, you know, it's a bit – like it's a, right. if they're already going to anoint him now, first of all, now you've got Dalton who's going to be annoyed because I just signed here and you told me I'm QB1 and now you changed the plan on me. And then second of all – uh, it's it's a much better story to say, hey, the kid so, won the job makes us all look good. So I'm Khalil Mack. So that play way. that dude, you know, man. and you know that's going to happen. That's no doubt about it. Mike, do you, I, you have to get up. Do you have to do you have to go, or can you hang for another segment? Uh, I think I can hang. It's not a long commute over to the uh, yeah. It's a real quick across yeah, the hallway. Yeah. Do you want to hang with us? Sure. Yeah, we do more football. He doesn't have up. anything else to do. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN <laughs> NFL front office insider in studio, giving us a straight talk brought by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, let's see. Coming up next, where do we go from here? A road to camp as we are discussing best duos, Batman and Robbins in the NFL. we got some more to kick around, and we'll have Mike join us on that. And also, we want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers and that situation and what can happen because he kind of flip-flopped the other day, going from one extreme to another. So, I'm curious to see what Mike T thinks about that. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Hey, I got to read. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. I was waiting for you to tee me up, but that's well, I, okay. You know, you could have just long, started. It's a long week for you. Why do you? I always yes. have to set you up? It's time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do. But the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good at all. Well, now you can buy your own hot, pa- hot spot with straight talk. Ultimate unlimited plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know these you things aren't easy. Read, you? <laughs> Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All in America's largest, most dependable network. Straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible devices are required. See straighttalk.com. Coming up this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton. As the countdown to the NFL season continues. Cam Newton, coming up this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Absolutely. Keyshawn J. Wills, who have been coming to you live from the Seaport District, the Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Alan Hahn with Key. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here in studio as well. And Mike, you can see now, always when you join the show, <laughs> you're, you're on a call or you're on the video. You're in studio now. You see, sabotage happens on a daily basis here. I mean, what you guys go through, I mean, it's Herculean. I mean, it's heroic efforts by you guys. I know you're inspired. I can tell. <laughs> and you know, uh, we also are always inspired to talk about Aaron Rodgers because we don't know the great unknown, the beautiful mystery of what's going to happen with him. But Key did something that he rarely does the other day. He flip-flopped. All along, he's been saying, no way is he coming back to the Packers. Then we heard uh, was it, we heard Adam Schefter was Adam. reporting about how he's not happy. He doesn't want to return to the Packers, but he might not have any choices. He loves the coach. He loves the players. And Aaron told us over the weekend that he's going to figure out what he's going to take a couple of weeks and then start working out. So then he said, well, I think he's coming back. Then like later in the show, went back to saying, nope, he's not coming back. Can you – offer again from the front office perspective just some enlightenment on all the things that you've been able to put together all the things you've been able to consume about this topic where are you right now with what if if he will be at camp on day one or not yeah so i would say there's three keys here number one i think what we're quickly seeing is this is not tom brady because i think all offseason people are saying well tom brady left well tom brady was a free agent Aaron Rodgers is pissed at his bosses, which he has every right to be, but he's under contract, and that's going to be meaningful because they're just not going to let him go when it's good for him. Number two, I think there is a great compromise here, which is after this year, guys, he has two more seasons. If I was Green Bay, I may say something like, look, I know you're upset, justifiably so. Here's what we're going to do. Play this year. We'll take the last two years. We'll avoid those last two years. That makes you a free agent at the end of the year. We can franchise you. But at least that will force everybody to sit around the table. Because right now, if we don't have to do anything, Key, we could just make you um, sit. come in. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the third thing is, and I think this is a big X factor, is how well does Jordan Love play? And here's why. Mm. If Jordan Love plays well and they get off to a 3-0 and start, there's a lot more leverage on Green Bay. If they start 0-3 and Jordan Love doesn't play well, they're going to have to do whatever they can to make Aaron Rodgers happy. So I think if he misses regular season games, which I think could be likely, the eyes of the football world are going to watch carefully on how well Jordan Love plays. Why why even play that game, though, Mike? Why is a front office guy? Why even get to the, well, we got leverage, we want to wait and see if Jordan Love. Why don't you, if you know that the relationship is going south or have gone south, why not maximize today the value that you can get for a guy who doesn't want to be there? You know how it is. When players are forced to do something that they don't want to do, it doesn't end well. So why try to force Aaron Rodgers' hand to come in to a situation where you as a former general manager never missed a practice standing on the sideline. I don't want to look at your ass every day at practice mm-hmm. when I have an issue with you. Walking through the building, I have an issue with you. It just creates 
bad blood in the building when you are around and you're going to be around because you're not getting fired. So why not move him to Miami? Why not move him to Denver and get maximize it now? And I know people say, well, you can do that at the end of next season. Yeah, but what if the Denver Broncos all of a sudden or the Miami Dolphins all of a sudden have a good year or a really, really bad year and they're high up in the draft and they decide to hit the detonator to reshuffle the deck and go draft a young quarterback? Right, because the inverse of that is the conversation Green Bay is having. Worst case scenario is not having Aaron Rodgers. Worst case scenario is not being able to win without him. And if we're forced to trade him, which we don't want to do, we're going to work our tails off to try and make things right, is all those draft choices you just talked about will be for April of 2022. So if that's our worst case scenario, let's take as much time as possible to try to reconcile but I'm willing things. To give you, I'm willing to give you three picks today. Right. I'm not willing to give you three picks in December. Right, but if I'm Green Bay, someone will next year. Someone's going to have a quarterback issue. And since we can't use those picks to next April, we want to take as much time as possible. Yeah, we're that's running a bad, out of time, bad front office, We're man. running out of time, but I did want to ask you, a lot of people think it's too late, but you guys traded for Brett Favre. It was August yeah. when you did that. And we right? had a great season with him, so absolutely. That's not, not too late. It is not too late, in my right. opinion. Absolutely. If they decide to run Key's play, which is to say, let's get maximum value right now. The only difference I would say, and I wasn't in the front office, they ran a similar offense than Green Bay did. All right, coming up next, and thanks, Mike, by the way, was Giannis's block as good as LeBron's? We will discuss.